Hi, I'm Kat Curl, modern day mystic and pleasure empoweress from readingsforclarity.com and Everyday Magic. Infuse true pleasure and magic into your daily life with my mix of everyday magic, intuitive guidance, ritual, counseling, and life experience. Hey, pleasure seekers. This is episode 33 of the Pleasure Podcast. Welcome. So let's talk about seeking pleasure. You know I love me a bit of etymology, uh, you know, looking up word roots and, and where they came from. So pleasure is a really interesting one. It is, you know, it has its roots in enjoyment, delight, desire and will, willingness. You know, it, the, the willingness is a little bit different, my definition. And if you're a fan of Marianne Rose's work, you will certainly know about the willingness practice and process. And um, when, and I have a similar definition to Marion, willingness is about being fully in a yes for me. It's about, yeah, it's about being a full yes instead of being willful and forcing something to happen. It's yes. And seeking is really interesting. It's inquiring. It's search out for pursuing something, seeking out or tracking down. And in the Latin roots, it is to perceive quickly or keenly, which is really interesting. So being a pleasure seeker, my sense from this is that, you know, all of these pieces, it's perceiving quickly and keenly. It's perceiving pleasure, delight, desire, will. That is absolutely enjoyment. That is absolutely a big part of it. For me, it is, you know, perception is a lot. You know, go back and listen to the pleasure perception podcast episode. Perception is a big deal. How you perceive sensations, experiences will affect your reality. We create our reality. We create our perception. And our perception creates our reality, right? I'm sure you've heard all this before. And you either agree with it or you don't. And if you don't, I wonder, I wonder why. I wonder what pleasure you're receiving out of not being the, the creator or co-creator of your own life. Hey, that's another podcast episode right there. And there's this other piece about seeking that intrigues me and, and draws me in. It's the inquiring and the pursuit and tracking down, you know, like um, following something. And to me, you know, obviously there is that sense of like, I'm going to hunt it down and I'm going to find it and it will be mine. <laughs> that is not um, my, my sense of it. Mine is a bit like an explorer. So it's like you're exploring the realms to seek out, to inquire about, and to follow the threads 
of delight, of enjoyment, of desire, of what is a full body, full hearted soul, full soul, yes, 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 with total ease and grace and that love and that radiance that comes out of the willing pleasure that just is all around us and it just, it shows up, you know. And if you consider our modern concept of inquiring for something, we're interested. We're interested. If we send an inquiry about something, we have an intention. We have a desire. We have a desire in mind that we are acting upon. Consider looking for a venue or asking a question about a product, we are looking into whether that actually meets our requirements for that desire, that delight, whatever it is that we are so willing to have and looking to achieve or, you know, book or, <laughs> or experience. So seeking that out, you know, it's exploring. Some venues are going to hold enough people. Some venues are going to have our food requirements. Some aren't. So the ones that aren't pleasurable, we just go, okay, we'll let that go. So I want to step in here to a little bit off the track and say that perhaps this means pleasure-seeking is not always finding pleasure. It could just be exploring pleasure. We're inquiring about it. We're exploring. It doesn't mean, and this is certainly aligned with me, it doesn't mean that, that we're going to love the same thing every time. We're going to love the same venue every time. We're not always going to want chocolate cake. Okay, some of us are, but some of us might want a chocolate bar instead of a chocolate cake sometime. So we know the pleasurable pieces and we follow those that work with us. You know, if we book a venue, continuing on with this example, we don't go, oh, I've got 50 people and this menu holds 30. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go with that because that seems like the one that should work for me. <laughs> you know, we just don't do that. We go, okay, well, it's out. It's out because, you know, we've got more people than that. We're going to look. We're going to open up to other options. You know, we'll do a search. And so we do our search. We inquire somewhere else. That's a little bit like pleasure. You know, and then further down the track, well, actually, I'm going to have this little get-together of 20 people. That other venue, remember that really cool, funky venue, but it just, you know, we had a big party and it didn't work. Let's go, let's go inquire to that one again. It could be good. It could work for this event. So you can revisit pleasure as well. You can revisit your exploration. You can revisit so many different areas. And you can tweak them with pleasure. You can tweak. And you can experience certain aspects and leave others. 
So being a pleasure seeker may not be being a pleasure junkie. It may not be someone who's addicted. You may not be a pleasure addict. You know, you're just exploring. You're exploring, you're, you're seeking out, you're, you're perceiving things, you know, you, you know, as the venue example, your perception of that venue that didn't fit all the people you needed, it actually changed because hang on a minute, we have less people at this other event. So being able to perceive is seeking and that's following your pleasure enjoyment delight will and you know pleasure is an everyday thing it's like i'm a tea lover i love cup a cup of tea a pot of tea let's let's be honest here i love a pot of tea a teapot full and i drink with a cup and saucer that's me that's my pleasure to drink out of a cup and saucer and hand-picked amazing delicious tea I can taste the difference I can taste when the tea is slightly overbrewed I can taste lots of different things and you know not everyone's a tea a tea drinker not everyone's a tea nerd um as some people like to say not everyone is a tea I want to say tea guardian feel a bit like a tea guardian I feel so connected to the tea I mean I you know I read the tea leaves it's really special and it's not everybody's thing so perhaps you're a coffee drinker right um anyway I'll, I'll, I'll come back to the coffee drinker so I have tea and some days today I had gen matcha which is a white tea sorry a green tea whoops a green tea with roasted rice some days I have a white tea and some days I even love to add rose petals into my tea. Other days I really need, you know, black, oolong, whatever my choices are and, you know, a variety, you know, I might want a wild black and then other days I want a different black. You know, it just really depends on what feels pleasurable in that moment, on that day, in that moment. I don't have to pick the same tea all day. So if you're a coffee drinker, you may be someone who has the same coffee every day. You get your soy latte every morning in your beautiful keep cup, I hope, and <laughs> we, and that's what you enjoy. You enjoy the same thing every day. That is pleasurable for you. That is delicious. And it feels really comforting because that is what you deeply desire, the enjoyment and the comfort and the reliability of it always being just as delicious every time. That's why we have our certain cafes we go to, certain baristas. We just don't go to anyone. This is all finding pleasure, seeking pleasure, exploring pleasure. Some of us are lucky enough to jump straight on the best, absolute best of the best, tea, coffee, whatever, smoothie, beverage of choice, you know, making a green smoothie. <laughs> you know, I am a smoothie maker that, you know, it's different every time. What color do we want? Oh, what veggies do we want? What fruit? Oh, yeah, let's put some flax in. Let's put some chia. Oh, how about some hemp seeds today? You know, I, 
I like to mix it up. I like to flow it with my mood, with my feeling, tuning into my body, and that feels pleasurable to me. If I do the same thing every single day, I it's just not in me. Like I feel like maybe I would lose my mind. Um, you know, like I really, I would, I would kind of, I would lose my mind. And my husband, who is absolutely gorgeous and interestingly, um, characteristic-wise, very, very, um, he's always reliable. He's very loyal, reliable, stable, stable. If he's got any kind of, you know, commitment, he sticks to it. Obviously, all of those things, part of why I love him. And, you know, I get that extra boost of groundedness when I need it. Um, you know, but n- not just in, rela- well, in relationship in general, I guess, because, you know, in teams, uh, in team sports and things, absolutely as well. And in his work. And, you know, for him... The same thing for breakfast every morning is ideal. You know, I can say, hey, let's go out for breakfast this morning. And he'll be like, no, I'm okay. I'll just, I'll just have cereal, you know, which I love. I love and completely do not get it at all from a personal perspective. So we all have different versions of pleasure. Some days I will have cereal, um, but not every day. It's pleasurable for me sometimes, but not all the time. So exploring pleasure, and you know, I've kind of gone off on so many tangents here, I forget where I'm coming back to, so hopefully I'll reel it all in and it will make sense. So like the coffee, we don't always, uh, maybe I've said this already, we don't always find the original, the same cafe, you know, um, we don't find that first. The one that we go to all the time, the same cafe we go to every time. We don't always find that immediately. And sometimes we don't find the most beautiful teapot that's most pleasurable for us. <laughs> or the green smoothie. That's where I went to. Okay. The green smoothie, you know, it takes sometimes it takes a little while to find the blend and to find the mix, you know, because there are points where you go. You know, especially if you're using greens powder um, and, you know, you go, oh, I do not like that. I can taste the green. I don't like the green. Some people love the green. Some people like the more cucumber and celery in there, the better. Other people are like, oh, I do not like tasting the green. And if you're putting greens powder in there, for me, frozen spinach works a treat. Baby spinach or silver beet, either way. They seem to work for me. But for somebody else's palate, I, you know, I recommended it to a friend and she was like, I just can't, I just can't do this. I can still taste the spirulina, you know. So everybody's tastes are different. Everybody's um, blend, as Monique Alamedine Zen, from Zen Hustle would say, everybody's blend is different. And it, it's okay. Like the part of being a pleasure seeker is to inquire about that, to feel into that, to play with that. What gives you most delight? And again, coming back to pleasure being an everyday thing. I'm talking about coffee, tea, smoothies, breakfast, you know, beverages of choice, meals of choice, Um, you know, and I'm someone who likes to cook different meals. If I cook the same thing all the time, again, 
not enjoyable, don't enjoy cooking. And I infuse magic into my cooking and that can be different every time. Either way, I like to do different meals. And I'm okay to eat leftovers, but you know, other people aren't. So it's, um, it's really fun to seek pleasure and experiment with all of those things. And some people like to have the same food on, you know, Monday to Friday or every day of the week for dinner because they actually get the nutrients they need. And that is what's most pleasurable for them. Getting the most nutrients and not veering away from the plan and getting food that isn't nourishing for their body. Some people doesn't matter what they eat as long as they as long as their stomach's full. Some people can totally miss a meal. It really depends. And how do you know all of this about yourself? Because at some point you have explored. You have gone seeking for the most pleasurable option. The thing that feels most pleasurable for you. And I think sometimes we forget this and we think that pleasure seekers are, you know, a bit like the labels of like adrenaline junkies. You know, we can't call them adventurers. They're adrenaline junkies or, you know, fitness fanatics, gym junkies. You know, okay, some people are addicted to the endorphins, don't get me wrong, and some people are addicted to the adrenaline and some people are addicted to their method of pleasure. I am absolutely not denying that. Um... And more often than not, it is when, with pleasure, when it's suppressed, it then becomes um, a secretive thing. And, you know, that's when the addictive behavior comes out as, you know, we all like to disconnect in some way. If you scroll Facebook mindlessly, you could possibly be an addict in some way. Like, I feel like that definition is, um, a definition of addict is, is a really interesting one. Anyway. That's a total side note. <laughs> and there, obviously, you know, it's some, and often something starts out as pleasurable, right? And if you don't keep tuning in, if you stop seeking pleasure and you just keep looking for the next thing, you're not actually present into feeling the pleasure in it because you're projecting yourself into that thing that you want, that thing you want, that thing you want. You want it right now. You want it right now. You don't have it. You want it right now. You don't have it. You need it. You need it that kind of thing, that's not actually going, oh, I would really love this right now. And I would really love to do this right now. I'm choosing this. This feels pleasurable because some days it doesn't. Have you ever done something like have a soft drink, like have a can of Coke? Did you used to love Coke? Maybe you still do. And then you go off it for a while, um, you know, and then you, and then someone offers you and you think, oh, all right, I'll give it a go. And then you have it and you go, no, no, it's, it's not as good. It's not as good as I thought it was. It's actually a bit of a letdown. Um, if I had that with food or an experience or, you know, perhaps an ex-lover, um, you know, it, it happens, right? And it could be just that that combination of circumstances at the moment, or maybe your palette's changed. Maybe your pleasure palette has changed. I like that pleasure palette. I need to write that one down. Writing it down right now. All right, so maybe you can hear me writing. I just used a texter on 
thought it was quite hard. So seeking pleasure. Are you exploring? Are you an explorer of enjoyment? Are you perceiving pleasure where you can? And are you saying yes? Are you following your whole body yeses? Your yes, your hell yeah. Yeah, baby. Those yeses. Are you following those yeses? And does that then mean you're a pleasure seeker? Let's. I, I'm not a huge fan of labels, but for the fun of playing with words, let's play. I do like play, especially pleasure play and word play. Actually, word play is pleasurable. So seeking out and perceiving and inquiring, you know, taste testing, seeing what feels good and what you're really, you know, what your desire is. And if that, that road, that flow, maybe it's a fun water slide, maybe it is a super fast car, whatever it is. Is that flow to your desire? Is that easy? Is it difficult? Are you are you seeing setbacks or say things that didn't work? Are you seeing those as a setback? As like a bow bow? And I wonder if you could frame them now as well. I explored that. I was still seeking my desire. It just didn't quite work out. I know that that's not the road I want to take. Or I really liked this bit. Coming back to the venue, if you remember me talking about the venue earlier in this podcast episode. You know, I liked it. I liked the look of it. I liked how it felt, but it just didn't work at the time. So I could pin that. I could come back to that. There is pleasure in places and in pieces and in our exploration. So I invite you to feel into pleasure seeking, perhaps not as a label, but as as an experience, as an option to perceive with ease what is pleasurable and delightful and enjoyable and to perceive with ease what will, what will, your will, your willingness and exploring and inquiring and just it's I get this beautiful visual suddenly of like all these different flowers and you know you're inquiring which flower am I really drawn to which one brings that radiance into my heart and I just smile from the inside that is what seeking pleasure is about and that is to me the definition of pleasure seeking, the journey, the exploration and the love, the willingness, the delight, the desire, the enjoyment and perceiving pleasure in every aspect and all parts of yourself, your experience and what is happening around you. Have a pleasurable day. Hey, it's Kat. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was my pleasure to share some magic with you.
if you'd like to add a bit more play into your everyday, my Pleasure Play card decks, the Partner Play Edition, are out soon. There's a deck of 25 cards with lots of fun things you can do that can be playful, flirty or sexy, depending on what level feels pleasurable for you. Go to readingsforclarity.com to pre-order yours or go straight to bit.ly forward slash partner play cards. And of course, if you enjoyed this episode, please like it and share it with your friends.